de Global Latin Factor Podcast. 3, 2, 1, we're back. The Global Latin Factor Podcast in full effect right now. And uh, we're uh, moving on to the next, the next individual. But before we do that, I want to talk about a little something first because I think it's very important. And uh, so I was getting my hair braided. I kind of enjoy getting my hair. I know some people see it as whatever, but it's just hair. That's all it is. Shout out to to my girl Des for doing the braids. She does a great job, and I appreciate it for it. So we were talking. You know, when you're barber or whatever, you get down, you start talking about, you know, just random stuff. And she was telling me about the series that she watched on Netflix, and it's about um, something about surviving. I think it's surviving. I think that's what it's called, right? And she was telling me that this one lady was having a dream. No, she was she was in a coma. No, no, no. Sorry, once again, she had a, a near death experience. She died for I don't know how long. I think it was like forty minutes or something like that. So she was clinically dead for that long a time. During that time, she was given a like a, a premonition that her her son was gonna die before she would. And as soon as she came out of it and she was able to see her son, she spent every moment as if he was going to go at any moment of time and he would never tell he would she would never tell him anything about uh, why she acted the way she did he maybe feel because of what the near-death experience that she had there's a reason maybe why she acted that way it wasn't until he was 18 years old when she told him and i'm again i'm just going based on what she told me i haven't seen the episode yet and uh at 18 she tells him that you know during her her event that that she saw that he was going to be he's going to die so he had turned 18 she figured it was already over you know nothing happened been very careful you know and then he went on a skating uh, a skiing trip and soon after he turned 18 and he died now what i told her was i see two things First of all, some I have I don't know how to fully master because I know everybody and it's like a thing now. It's a movie and everything how you can just bring certain things into just thinking about it, visualizing, visualizing and bring it in, in into existence, right? I I don't know how certain things like that work. I know that sometimes, you know, I've managed to do certain things like that, but I'm not a master to do certain things. Maybe it's just if we believe truly, I, th I think it's all in faith, right? I really do. I really do believe it, that it is in faith that anything I'm talking about with your entire being believes certain things that can make it happen. So I was telling her it was either when she told him that, that all of a sudden he just started seeing things of how he was going to die soon maybe a vision constantly of uh of him uh dying in his skating so he he might have set off that idea 
Well, that's just the only thing. Like, if she would not said never nothing, that would he ever gone into that state of mind and even thought that he was gonna die? And I told y'all before of of the of the guru that I, I listen to often that I think that that the thing that he says all the time that I I remind myself even this morning every morning every morning and throughout the day sometimes is that I'm not immortal I am mortal and I will die his name sad guru. I'm not immortal, I am mortal, and I will die one day. Not not to scare me, but to realize my mortality, that I'm not going to be here forever, you know. But at the same time, it made me a little sad because, so she came out of of that, and then she she loved her son like he was going to literally leave at any moment. And then we think about it. That's 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 every day for us, you know. Yeah, we don't ever see it like that, and it was a traumatic experience that she went through. But if if you really think about it and be honest with ourselves, it is like that every single day. We don't really know, and it made me a little sad because I I forget how much we should be like really enjoying everybody, especially our family that are close to us, like that. That we it it it, it is reality. That they will leave one day, and it will be a beautiful thing to always feel like, not to scare us, but to realize that they're not going to be just like us. They're not going to be here with us forever. And to love them in that way and treat them in that way every single day, every single day, without without one day of passing of not loving them and not to scare us again, but just to realize that we should be able to love every single one of our loved ones and anybody that you can every day, you know? So I, I was in the military before I, I did a, a tour in Iraq and I was telling uh Des that I never had a bad day. To this day I don't have bad days because if I had a bad day, that could be that could mean a lot of things over there, you know? That could mean one of my friends, uh, you know, one battle buddies got blown up. Maybe I had an issue. I I I had something bad so it was always a great day. It was always a great day. And I always have great days. And that's all I know how to have. Don't get me wrong. I'm not naive to know that there's challenging days that I can call it whatever, but it's not a bad day. It's just a challenging day that helps me become a better person. Eventually, after maybe a week, two weeks, I wouldn't even remember what happened that made me feel that way at that time, you know? All right, so uh, I just wanted to share that because I think I felt like it was very important. And it, it plays a little bit into who we're going to be talking about next. Some of them might seen the movie before by Madonna playing Evita. I really like that name, Evita. We're going to be talking right now about Maria Eva Duarte de Perón. She was born in May 7, 1919, and died t- July 26, 1952. She was only 33 years old. Better known as Eva Perón or Evita. And she was the wife of the Argentinian, the Argentina, el Presidente Juan Perón. That he, was, uh, he was president from 1895 to 1974. And that's when she was... Uh, first lady until she passed away in July. So very interesting lady, very interesting lady. Uh, when I was looking at of everything of why she was loved so much, first of all, she was born into a family uh, 
that uh so her mother um had a had a I don't know if it was her affair relationship with another man and he had a family. So they were technically not, you know, children that, you know, they had a legitimate father, you know, because again, the man had another family somewhere else and when he died the other family treated her family the, the worst ever, you know, because, I mean, it's only obvious. But it wasn't her fault. She she grew up in p- poverty. She was very poor. There was a lot of uh, challenges. But she always dreamed about acting. So she did uh, pursue acting, moved to Buenos Aires, and pr- pursue her career in radio, film, actors, and different things like that. And that's when she met her husband and... Uh, at that time and shortly after at a charity event shortly after they got married and you know became what it is so she was very popular so eventually you know her acting was going so and so it wasn't the best acting career however she found some kind of calling at this time and there's different i don't know if it's because it's political or not but i've seen different different it, it just depends you know there's always you know somebody's uh, way of saying it then there's the other and then there's the truth right and then some people seem like she made her way through because you know they gave her the uh because she's she was a woman uh that you know she might have been sleeping around so they saw her as not so nice of a woman and then other people just saw her as just you know having ambition and Things like that. Some people see her as being vicious and taking out the competition, and certain people just see her as like, as like the best thing that ever happened to Argentina, you know. Uh, Leo, can you look at uh, Eva Peron and what what did they call her? I think it's something about um, something to do with faith. So, shortly after, you know, she became like. After Mr. Juan Perón was selected into president, he was, the next year, Eva Perón became one of the more powerful women pro-Peronist trade union. And she spoke on behalf of labor laws. Santa Evita. Santa Evita. That's one of the nicknames they gave her. Uh, pretty much, you know, she's just like somebody that the people, again, she, she could relate because she was poor. She didn't like the fact that she was illegitimate child, that she changed the law once she went in there. Of course, she didn't change it, but she had influence that they were not to be called Ill- illegitimate children anymore. They were to call naturalized children or natural children because that's how much she detested that, that they saw her as that way. Not to mention whenever her father passed away and they were trying to, you know, be helped, then, of course, they were not looked at upon and and at this time argentina i i see i didn't know i don't i don't know how a lot of things work but apparently there was you know there was levels like if you were in this part of society you looked at a certain way if you were over here then you looked then at another certain way if you're up there in society like do well off you're looked at a certain way and if you're poor like her and and not with a lot of money then you know, immediately, I'm pretty sure you can tell by the clothes and they look at you a certain way. And I'm pretty sure that's the reason why she related a lot to the the people that were poor and always looked after them, you know, had her own charity, Eva Peron Foundation. 
And uh, she always championed for women's suffrage in Argentina. You know, she she fought. She was a, a feminist to the fullest. Uh, formed one of the first, or helped form one of the first female parties, the the female Peronist party, and uh, that's who she was. And uh, again, there's different variation. There's always a truth, but okay. So when she died, it rained. They 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 mourned her for about sixteen days or so. During that time, it rained those sixteen days. And people attended her in the in the millions to her funeral to mourn her. Close to, f- from what I heard, five hundred thousand people kiss her ca- casket. You know, there's there's four four people that died, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and 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 and, and many of them uh, passed out because they were waiting in line. To be able to see Evita and and say farewell to her. You know what I mean? So how is it that either is it a great con that can trick people into feeling that way? Or the people saw her as such a caring person and how much she, she fought for them, even as... As 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 sick as she was, because actually she eventually died of cancer, right? Ovarian cancer or uh, something along those lines. She died of cancer, but and she gave her last speech. But even at at that time, she still was like I seen speeches that she did, and like people were going nuts. People were going nuts of like the way that she talked and it sounded very well. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's crazy how they idolize her, and then to convince people that many people to stay in line. And she's already dead to pay her last respects. I don't know. I don't know what you could say. It's, it's fraud. And to have about 26,000 people reach out to the Pope at that time and ask them to make her a saint. You know? After a while, it just... Eh. Is it that? You know? Is it that she was this or that? Or maybe if she was and then she came into... A realization that all of a sudden, you know, she found a better way to live, you know? I don't know. But there was millions of people lined up to... Uh, and then there's these other things that happened after that that was real weird uh, with her body. And I'm pretty sure if you, you've seen some of the videos before, either then her body got changed. They, they did some... I don't even know what the process is, but they made her body kind of like look still like preserved. And then her body, her, the president got taken over. They got, they flee. The body made it all the way to, I believe it was somewhere in Europe. And then uh, Juan Paron got married again, came back to Argentina to power again. And then the body came back. Eventually the body it's in Argentina in, in this kind of bunker that's supposed to protect her from explosives and nukes. <laughs> and that's where, it's, that's where it's, it's guarded now. And it makes me think of how, how, how terrorizing to the opposition, to the people that they didn't want her to see her as a, as a martyr or as anything like that, to keep the body away and, and 
not be able to have people, you know, view her in a certain way. Until this day, people still remember her. Every election, just about there, Argentina has, there, there doesn't go without having to mention her. And if she did not die at that time, at 33 years old, most likely she was going to be the first president of Argentina at that time. There was speculation that that was she was heading of everything that she was doing. And she was the type of woman that even at her, the the foundation, she will be right there. And that's what they didn't like, the opposite party. And the politics is just so weird. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I get the concept, but I just think, in my opinion, just politicians just, just forget their purpose and not what it's supposed to be. And, you know, it's kind of hard to be your own boss whenever somebody is giving you money to, you know, give opinions about certain things. So, you know. And then you forget the people who you're supposed to be serving. Anyways, enough politics for that. But again, that is Evita Peron. If you never looked her up, uh, there's also a movie that again Madonna played, and uh, I just think it's I just think it's wild to me that that much influence she she not only that, but her contribution to the world as, as a global Latin factor is the fact that you know she pushed women rights. And to this day, you know, they look for her or they look at, as far as somebody strong and, you know, that that's what they look up to, Evita. And if you've never seen the movie again, I haven't seen the movie myself, not that I can remember. However, if you want to check it out, uh, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find it. And with that, the final thought for that would be 33, 33 years old, 33 years old. She's so young. She was so young. And she left. Now we're not living in impact. So as I mentioned earlier with the story about the lady or her kid, man, why can't we just not to scare us, but to really realize that it could happen that, you know, you never know when your loved ones are going to leave you. So why not go ahead and enjoy them right now to the fullest? You know, that is the final thought. The global land fact, this is, this episode and we'll see you next time again just like you just a little the little spice in this global melting pot that is called the world we'll see you next time peace